0: I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center and welcome to our daily community meditation where today we're talking about worthy of praise. So this month, the month of August of 2022, our challenge is to prioritize connection, to connect on a new level with God, our purpose, our loved ones and our community, to connect on a new level. And this week, our focus is on connecting with God. That's our focus over this week. Now, just the other day, one of our partners in the Abundant Life Blueprint uh, forwarded me a YouTube video of a song that was talking about the majesty of God. And I didn't think too much of it at the time, but then later that night, I'm reading in Psalms chapter 145, Psalm 24, 145. And it's talking about the majesty of God. So I started thinking about what is, what does majesty even mean? What is majesty? So I looked it up, I Googled it majesty is beauty. It's worthy of praise for someone's beauty. It's it's being dignified, which means worthy of being praised. And we've been talking about so far over the last couple of days of this prioritizing of connection with God, about how connection is about presence, about how connection is about honor, honoring God, just approaching our time of reading the Bible, approaching our time of prayer, approaching our time of praise, our time of listening or journaling or just connecting with him, whatever way we connect with him, approaching that with honor. And I think one of the ways we can bring that honor is just to realize how majestic he is, how beautiful he is, how dignified he is, to realize who he is. He is faithful and he is true. He is love. He is righteous. He is holy. He is perfect. He's worthy of praise for those things. But then also to praise him for all that he's done. That that nothing's impossible with him. He's all powerful. He is the almighty. He's worthy of our praise. So we're going to take some time today just to meditate on this and just to thank him for this. To take communion over this today. That he is worthy of praise. Just a time of gratitude that he is worthy of praise. And we're going to be asking for his help today, just to open our eyes, to see how worthy, give us a new appreciation, a fresh revelation and appreciation of how worthy of praise Jesus is, how worthy of praise God is. So we're going to be taking communion over that today. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. And a challenge to read one chapter from the book of Proverbs just totally changed the course of my life. At the time, I was running my personal training business and the business wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. I started reading this one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Day one of the month, read Proverbs chapter one, day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two and then you keep going like that until the end of the month. But one day, Proverbs 13, jumped off the page of me. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. To be honest, I, I didn't know where to start when I first got started, but I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live, this completely different way to operate my life. Now, Learning a new way to do things is not always easy. It means you gotta unlearn some old things, you gotta let go of some old ways. I just began to document what he was taking me through. And it turned into a series of books and courses that we now have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important thing is daily communion. The most important lesson I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, As often as you do this, remember me. There's so, something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting, especially when we're in the busyness of life. We've got issues and problems coming at us today. It helps us to abide in Him so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you procl- until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all of the benefits of this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take it, to take it with the fear of the Lord. And I think today's communion, just realizing and understanding and taking some time to meditate on how majestic how worthy he is of praise leads to better connection with him better communion with him just to take it with awe and reverence every time we approach god whether it's reading our bible it's prayer it's listening just anytime we try to connect with him bringing that awe and that reverence of who he is into that time so the process we use we start with about a two minute long prayer that's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some practical, physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us. And Father, I ask you to bless us and make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today, and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected with God. We're going to get connected with the master. We're going to bring our relationship with him down into today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's what we talk about, bringing some presence and some fun into these fundamentals today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and some stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ. I think there's some steps, there's some stages, there's a process we go through to teach us how to learn how to rest in him. To enter into that Sabbath rest, you've got to labor to enter into that rest. I think it starts with believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But then we got to be willing to move forward with his plan. To learn how to do things his way. To learn how to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living. Learning to rest and to trust in him. To walk in faith and love and humility. To do things his way. That's where I think these four fundamentals come in. Our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day we've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. I think it starts with humility. Because it takes humility to honor. If we want to really connect with God, we want to get connected with that light, we've got to honor. We've got to walk in honor, honoring God. I think it takes humility to do that. It's the humble who are given grace. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God. Forgiving ourselves in the middle. Walking in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love. Kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrongs. Delighting in the truth. Always hoping, always trusting always persevering because love never fails and we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today because he is worthy of praise and being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us imagine a quarterback and a receiver the quarterback throws the pass but the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction he's out of position to receive when we step into the light we're stepping into Christ and God has taken everything that he put, has and put it all in him. I like to call a pipeline of living water. In there is everything we need. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom. There's purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources. And it's all available to be received today. We've got to learn how to get in position. And then we've got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world. Because it can stay all bottled up on the inside. So our first step is to get in position. We're going to turn on the flow of it. And then our second step is to magnify the light. To magnify is that we're going to turn up the brightness of this light. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. To magnify the light. Imagine two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, you got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God. Because he's worthy of praise. Filling up that basket with our focus, our thoughts, our attention, our meditation. Filling up that basket of praise. So to magnify the light, we can magnify God's word. Just praising him for his word, for his unfailing love, his faithfulness. That nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify every good thing he's done for us in Christ. All the things that are going well. And looking back at all that he's done in our own life. Because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to magnify the light, even in the face of those issues and problems, because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure it all out. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. When we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, there might be the tendency to retaliate at people, to withhold good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them a silent treatment. And on the inside, you'll feel this heaviness and weight and pressure, like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness. Like you're trapped or you're stuck and it seems like there's no way out. And all that weight and pressure on the inside just drains all the energy right out of you. Then emotionally there's the fear and the stress and the worry. We're dreading things in the future. Envisioning all these worst case scenarios. Reliving bad things from the past. Usually we're lacking presence. And unfortunately this can become a habit or a vicious cycle. That seems to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light. There's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things in Christ begin to flow. And now when he's doing the work, everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around. Get back in position again. I think it starts with getting more present, getting aware of those symptoms we're experiencing. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. If we need to reconcile with somebody else, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And then i like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you, the pressure lifts off, everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental, we're gonna stay tuned in today, as that river of living water begins to flow through you. God's gonna give you some direction for your life. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. We've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with the journal before bed. I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. These filters are just little short phrases that I keep rewriting over and over to help me stay in rhythm and connected with God. I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God's leading me in my life? For me personally, that's abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Then I want to bring it down to this year. What do I feel like is the word or the vision or the direction God gave me for this year? For me personally, this year, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And then I want to bring it down into this month. What are we working on this month? This month in the Abundant Life Blueprint, our focus is prioritize connection. That's our filter for this month. Prioritize connection. And then I want to bring it down into this week. As we go throughout the cycle of a year, the yearly cycle, we have weekly updates. We call yearly cycle updates. Think of the yearly cycle as a 360 degree view of God and who he is and all that he's done for us in Christ. This time of year is a reminder. We're getting into the beginning of of August to refocus and recommit back to the fundamentals again. Pay attention to drifting off track. Get back to the basics again. Let's bring some presence and some focus into those things. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then I want to magnify, what went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then we've got to stay tuned in throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just slow down for a couple minutes. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get charged up or powered up in him again. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. That's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with. What do I know to do today? What do I know to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God. Toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out. Trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So what do I know to do today? That becomes the plan. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. And we remember this very important principle, that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at some scriptures today. Like I said, one of our partners just forwarded me that song, talking about the majesty of God. Majesty is beauty. To be be majestic is also dignified. It's worthy of praise for their beauty or their dignity. I was thinking about this. And then Psalm 145, I was reading this last night before bed. It says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. That's filling up that basket of praise, meditating on this, meditating on who he is, on his great works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. And then we got the book of Revelation. Revelation 4.11. It says, you are worthy, our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being revelation 5:12 says worthy is the lamb talking about Jesus who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom
1: and strength, and honor, and glory, and praise. He's worthy of it. So we've been talking about connecting with God this week.
0: Heavenly Father, I feel like what you're showing us is for us to connect on a new level with you. We have to bring that honor presence and honor, fighting off distraction, bringing that honor, that sense of awe for you into our time of connection with you. To bring a greater sense of appreciation and awe into all of our times of connecting with you. And so we're asking for your help today to give us a fresh insight and revelation and understanding of just who you are and how worthy of praise you are. That Jesus is the lamb that was slain. He is worthy of power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory. Just give us a greater appreciation of this. So that we can connect with you on a new level. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. And said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Just take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son out of his great love for us. And if he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto death on a cross. And God pours the cup of his wrath. To Think about how powerful he was, and he unleashed that onto the body of Jesus He was crushed and destroyed by God. All of us, like sheep, had turned to our own ways. We'd all missed it. And God laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all.
1: By his stripes we had been healed. He became sin so that we could become righteous.
0: He was cursed so that we could have God's blessing on our life. He became poor so that we might become rich. He was broken so that we could become whole. He was rejected so that we could be accepted. And so many things that he did for us. That he is worthy of praise and honor and glory and all these other things. And then God raised him up from the dead. Seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. And he raised us up with him and seated us together with him. Making us one with him. He released us from darkness and transferred us into the light, sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, making us heirs, making us his children. The same spirit and power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives on the inside of us.
1: He is worthy of praise. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured
0: out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's that forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. Gives us this new covenant. This blood sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He's working for our
1: good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and all that it represents. And we ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. Worthy of praise. Let's be meditating on that. So, health and fitness. Yesterday we said, let's
0: honor God, bring that honor with God. Our physical exercise is another way we can connect with God. Let's bring that honor, that honor into our connection with God. Honor God with our physical bodies. And remember, the body is one. The Bible tells us the body is many parts, but it's one. This week we're going to be talking about, as we get into the connection challenge, about how the body is one. We're spirit, we're soul, we're physical body. The body is all one they are three parts, but they're meant to all work together as one. Or just think about it. As you're doing your physical exercise, just feel the oneness of your body this week. Feel how everything is working together. You might slow down the tempo just a little bit. Feel how everything is working together. And also how your breath begins to unite all of those pieces together. Synchronizing your movement and your breath. Allowing the breath and your breathing to lead the movement.
1: I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint or joining us in the Connection Challenge, you go to the AbundantLifeTrainingCenter.com.